I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Thanks. How, how was back your, on the usual bet. How was your, your, your trip away to, uh, to, to Mars? Great, and I have a lot of things to talk about. Really? Yes, and uh, I'm going to just push all those aside because uh, there's a lot of different, like, controversies going on right now. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of controversy. And I it's, think... It's kind of, like, like existential like, I think all we the should time. talk about them on the show. As in, like, like, like... Like now, yeah, like on the whole show. Yeah. I, I figure that we can, if we can centralize all of our hate mail yeah. into one week. <laughs> have you ever gotten hate mail? Uh, you know, I don't think I have. <laughs> that that's not an invitation, however. I okay. know. All right, let let me start the episode. Okay. Also, Kimmy's here. Oh, oh yeah. Hi. Uh, I snuck in when they weren't looking. Hi everyone, <laughs> welcome to the usual bet and 18 update play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet and loser is in diapers for the next episode. I'm the non-Newtonian baby sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. And I am the big sister and bet winner Chloe Elizabeth and it doesn't even feel sporting because I It was I, a pretty good bet. I, I let you I let you make a command based character, like a minion character in a fighting game, and I didn't stop you. And I that's don't. on me. I nobody likes to play those characters. No. Your character design. I don't play on enough. Point. I don't play enough fighting games, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You know, in like Smash Bros, like Captain Olimar. Also, the fighting game thing feels like so long ago. It, it actually it was so long oh ago. My gosh, it's <laughs> like ages. Okay. I think it was only like one quote unquote. Episode I want. Okay. Ago. I want to get into this. Okay. I yeah. want to do it. You just want to jump in. We're just doing it. No dilly dally. No shilly shally. Now people might think that our household, because we're like what seven people and five of us are babies and yeah whatever How many cats are you counting oh uh, a baby or a cat Ooh, yeah Ooh. maybe six people um <laughs> anyway so well, I mean, we people. have we have a, a a big baby commune that um you at this point you guys probably know about and you I might be so. you might be thinking wow they must be baby all the time those little tykes are running around in their diapers and playing with blocks and Yada yada, whatever babies do, it's suckle suckle. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong some of the time, but most of the time we're just arguing about random things uh, on the internet. Except for Kimmy, she's always baby. Yeah, well, that's right. not Kim, true. Kimmy's baby while she argues about things. Oh, that's on the all. That is Kimmy, true. I think I have a hundred percent rate of coming home from school, checking to see if you're diapered, seeing you're not diapered, and saying go get diapered. Like, like I think it's a hundred percent of the time. I think we have a pretty good cross section of just like general opinions, despite the fact that we're all like, not all, but we're mostly Poor LGBT writing. like diaper ABDL people. It's, that's also uh, a really high percentage. You think <laughs> that you think that we would like not be a great rep- representation of the general population, um, but I I do think that we when we talk about things that are happening in the world, we tend to get a pretty good scope. Yeah, we we come we come at things from like a big number of angles. Like, Lyra's got a lot of techy, like like businessy corporate ideas, and I've got a lot of 
hipstery environmentalist, not corporate ideas and stuff. And me and her are like, we'll have I really good talks that about emotional, it. like mental health lens mm -hmm. and pudding has like, uh, she'll, she'll get a point and she'll like really argue that point. So we get into like big, deep, like, okay, yeah. well, how do we challenge these ideas? And Kimmy thinks pets should have rights. And I think pets are pets. And, I'm like, a nihilist. Yeah, you are. Actually, yeah. that, that is what me that's... and Kimmy argue about. <laughs> um, yeah, so long story short, uh, we've been talking about a few things since I got home uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I figure that we should just talk about them on the show because they should be talked about. And um, yeah, now one, one thing before we get started, these aren't necessarily our opinions. I think one of the joys of these conversations that we have in our household, but now also on the show, is that we're kind of learning to form our opinions. And um, we have ideas about what we believe in and what we stand for, but at the end of the day, we are having these conversations to critique each other and to try to challenge our beliefs. So um, you might hear us argue the opposite side a few times, yeah. or we might say things that we don't personally believe in because we're, we are trying to challenge these belief structures. Mm -hmm. um, and we want you you guys to hear both sides of this and not just us preaching about what's right and what's wrong. Because that's important for like, under, it's important to understand the situation so you can have your own opinions. Yes. What's up? Honestly, um, I think that it's kind of part of the commune life that we don't really talk about much. The oh. fact that we have a very non-standard living situation yeah. and by which we have the ability and opportunity to discuss things in a way that yeah. other people might not. There's we, very few things okay. we don't have these kind of conversations about. Okay, I want to talk about public ABDL stuff. Okay. I've got a lot of opinions on this. <laughs> I want to say we have talked about this a lot on the show. So I wouldn't I... say we've talked about this a lot on the show, but we did really? have we did have an entire episode dedicated to this pretty early I thought, on. I thought we really we really did a great job with that. No, we did, but yeah. I mean that was over two years ago, I think. And, okay, um, it's been a while. Is that right? Two I have years? no idea. Absolutely, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about, and yes, it's been two years. That's crazy. Yeah. We were uh, in a different house then. That's true. Okay. I, I see your point. It's been a couple of years. It could be good to hear our more updated opinions and on it. when we talked about it last time, it was a deconstruction of what it was that we were talking about. And I want to emphasize this one is going to be that as well. We are going to take a look at what the rules are for doing ABDL things yep. in public. We're going to be talking about all different kinds of sides and stuff like that yeah. and the why. And this is not specifically reflective of uh, how we are as people or what we believe in, but um, it's uh, us exploring these ideas, trying to come to terms with what those uh, rules are and how to, what, what kind of challenges we can, we can use to confront those rules. For sure. So, uh, which one of us who here in the room has worn in public? I think I have. all of us have, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a complicated thing you just said. Like, it's, I, I don't, I ideally, I don't think anyone in public has seen my diaper. Probably. Okay. So, so I think there's a pretty good chance nobody has, but I've worn diapers in public before. Uh, they, okay. Let, let's preface really quick. This is a thing that a lot of people want to do. Yeah. People want to be able to do ABDL stuff in public. They like 
there's the elements of like humiliation embarrassment um getting caught that goes into that but also just people like to also normalize the yep. idea of them being little and normalization having, is really so this is a this is a thing that that people want so why don't we yep so do you remember the last road trip that we went on <laughs> yeah i do to cap uh yeah uh-huh and i was i was wearing um I was wearing a dress that I bought in the children's section. Yep. yep. What else were you wearing, Kimmy? I was wearing a unicorn hoodie. Yep. yep. What else were you wearing, Kimmy? And my pacifier that I forgot to take off now, this before is... I went into the truck stop. I want to yep. say, this is long before we reached Cap. We didn't breach Cap like like dress code issues. We were we were like an hour out still when this happened. More. More. Okay. Th- there we go. So we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but, it really was the middle of nowhere. But, but you did have your pacifier clipped here. And thing. I am an extremely bubbly person. Yeah. Even in public. I, the silly way that you see me on the show is literally exactly how I am when I order food. Yep. That's yep. accurate. So I walked on up to the fast food <laughs> counter. <laughs> And I proceeded to banter with in your unicorn clerk like jacket with a child's dress with a pacifier dangling from. I didn't know about that last part. (laughs) I legitimately forgot. And I, one thing about me, I try to ask questions of people in public that they don't expect that can engage them. And make them feel alive for a moment. And bring, just bring a moment of joy. Right. And I end up asking weird questions. I asked, I like, one of my favorites is always, what's the weirdest customer you've ever had? Yeah, oh, I've, heard, man. I've heard you say that one. Yeah, I think it's me <laughs> for that one now. So, I did the wrong thing. Let's be completely clear about that. Okay. Why? Yeah, why did you do the wrong thing? Because we're not... Well, hold on. When you found out that you were wearing the pacifier, what did you do? Uh, I immediately took it off. Okay. And I was like, oh, Sophie's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I was. Not like mad, mad, but I was like... Irritated, Come yeah. on, what are you doing? Um, I forgot. Okay, so... um, Why? Why? So, why? Why was it the wrong thing? Because we are trying to break these topics open. Okay. So let's be perfectly clear. I absolutely wear that dress on the regular. Yeah. Child's dress. I fit in it. I look good in it. You wouldn't know it's a child's dress by looking at it necessarily. No, I'm just a small person. No, it's a baby dress. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And I wear that hoodie. Yeah. It's a really cute hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, if you're 14. I'm a very bubbly person. Yep. So these two things are not uncommon for me yep. in my daily wear. Yeah. But the pacifier takes it from I'm quirky and having fun yep. to I'm engaging in a lifestyle that you did not necessarily consent to observing like cool you said our buzzword consent yeah um (laughs) so i take extreme umbrage with what you just said because me just being like 
a, a trans person or gay is engaging in a lifestyle that people don't consent to all the Ooh, time. Ooh, that's a really good point. So, I think you should either rephrase or we should crack open what you said. Oh, no, I think we got to crack open what we said. Okay, because... So, here's the I, thing. I... I don't think these are the same thing. I don't either. But they are both lifestyles that aren't but consented to. One is an identity. Yep. But what if what See, if being but little? I I consider littleness a very big part of my identity. Mm. Like I would argue, littleness is as important to me from an identity perspective as my sexuality. So where do you go from there? I, I actually have conversations with people. Like, I'm I'm at a point in my life, I know that a lot of people out there can't even, like, tell their best friends or their spouse that they're yeah. into this. But I'm at a point in my life where 95% of people that I interact with know that I'm little. I think my boss doesn't and my parents don't. And that's about it. Like, people don't need to necessarily know that it is littleness, but I am little with, yep. with like, just... As as a day to day thing, I have littleness that just is me, that yeah, goes you don't into my own life. <laughs> you know, that's a really good example. <laughs> I don't, and I. Yep, you wear training pants everywhere, and people pr- can sometimes see them, like at least the outline of them. Mm, <laughs> I try not to, but I, uh, I know you try to avoid it, but it is like, you know, I've never had anyone make any kind of comment toward that in, at all, so I hope not, but. Okay, my point is that it's really weird because even from, I understand, ABDL is kink. This is, age play yep. is kink. Kink in, is, is a different thing than being gay. We've, we can, uh-huh. we yeah. can we, establish we can that pretty that. hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my, my romantic, like, like built-in attractions are not part of my kink. Right. Or but a kink. At the same time, I do consider my littleness to be an identity. I do consider it to be a part of me. I'm not saying I have to, like, flash my diapers to people to be validated, but yeah. I do act childish as a norm. Like, that is how I act. I don't, I don't go out somewhere and aggressively make out with Liv like on top of the counter of the McDonald's while we're trying to order food either. Like I think there's like nuance to be had in all things, right? I, I, for the record, I've never done that. <laughs> so I, anyway, Kimmy, your comments. I'm in a really bad spot because I don't necessarily believe that my position is defensible, but at the same time, I believe that I did the wrong thing. And that's just one time that I violated so that. So I can maybe... Do you remember the post office? Yes. <laughs> I can maybe illuminate that a little bit. Okay. You don't, as part of your personal lifestyle, wear a pacifier on, your, on you all the time. It's, it, that's, not, that's not lifestyle for you. You use the pacifier as a kink and scene component, I think. So you weren't purposefully expressing your lifestyle it was an accident in that case that is true yeah but i don't know chloe am i splitting hairs here like i guess okay man listen the last time we talked about this was because my mommy was asking me questions about why i can't wear a onesie in public yes i remember that and i was like you know i have no idea why can't i wear a onesie in public and um, I think that you and your mommy have been together a long time. I know, uh, but I think that what what is what's bad about wearing a pacifier in public? What is 
that and what's the issue? I guess, uh, like I said in that previous episode, my my stance is still what it was in that episode. It's an it's intent, right? Like if you are doing it as part of a scene, trying to make strangers go, "Oh, look at the baby," then like that's I don't think you should do that. If you're doing it because you think that it's cute and you want to wear it and it's comforting to you, that's a different discussion. It's it's it, it, I think it all comes to intent. So I have a weird anecdote here. Um, when I was in high school, there was this uh, guy, um, this like really like flamboyantly gay friend that sure. we have, and he wore a pacifier to school one day, like, like, like not like a adult baby pacifier, yeah, but like, like a nor like a normie one, like a like a light up rave style Ooh, pacifier, so not like a fancy one, and okay. no one said anything or cared and how like, did you feel oh i was like <laughs> i was i was sweating you ever had like hello like, oh, no. <laughs> um yeah so yeah uh i don't know it it didn't set off any alarms for anyone to wear mm-hmm. a pacifier and it was part of i mean i that kid he was it was a big rave culture thing and i get that and it was kind of like almost like that alternative. Yeah. I was wearing kids that. clothes and a, and a unicorn. No, no. Hey, Kimmy, that person probably thought that was strange, but I, I don't think you like offended. I, I'd like to think that you didn't like offend that person. They probably went, that's odd. So like, I'm pretty good at picking up on the emotions of others. Sure. Yeah. That person was not offended. <laughs> that person was mildly amused by me, which is what I was going for. Yeah. Hmm. I, that's in my opinion because you weren't going up to this person acting like a toddler. Exactly. You were there. You had an article of clothing. It wasn't important to you in that moment, and you weren't participating in a scene in that moment. It was just. It was a. It was just a, a, a thing that you had on you, like clipped to you. There wasn't any intent there to incorporate in, include another in a scene. It was an accident. So, is my feeling that I did the wrong thing rooted in self-loathing? Oh, I okay. I think it's rooted in a lot of societal pressure and yeah. the idea of what is socially acceptable and what isn't. And I think that that's something that as ABDLs we overcome with just random childish things as we grow older because mm-hmm. we start finding comfort in like things like our plushies or in cute little clothes or something. And I mean, you guys know how I dress. <laughs> I dress like such a child. And you yeah. get complimented. And I on get it complimented constantly. Every oh god, where'd I go. you get that skirt? Oh, it's a Maya we went to, Me and her went to the DMV once and and a lady just wouldn't shut up about how cute her skirt was, I was how cute wearing, her outfit was. I was you remember a, that? I was wearing a pink yeah, I was wearing a pink <laughs> shirt. And with, like, little frills on the sleeves. And I was wearing a Marie from Aristocats pink skirt. And 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 this lady was so I looked like a a combination of, like, a toddler and a high school cheerleader. Yeah. And this woman was just so into it. And she even literally said to me the words, I would never wear that, but you look great. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, she's, like, I'm, I'm surprised, like, you, you wear something like that out because she's, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do that, but yeah. I, I wish I could. And I was, like, oh. And I was embarrassed at the time because I'm, like, oh, my gosh, this woman was saying that she wouldn't wear what I'm wearing out. <laughs> but at the same time, it was really, like, it was a nice encounter. It was a nice mm-hmm. interaction. So, yeah. I. <sighs> so here's one. 
You said that 95% of the people that you interact with know you're little. Yeah, I'd say the people in my life, but yeah, not interact with. But. Okay, fair, fair. Thank you for the distinction. Yeah, because that, that'd be crazy otherwise. That's like, that's like, like the, the, the people I, I go to the, like the, the, the coffee shop at go, oh, hey, toddler. Yeah. I mean, that, that does happen to you. Anyway. So, um, I don't talk about little stuff with anyone that I don't feel completely safe with. But I make BDSM jokes at work all the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> at work. Yeah. To the point that my boss doesn't like taking me on company gatherings where alcohol is involved. Because he can't be sure what you'll say. Nope, that's totally fair. I've seen you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's a big deal. It's, I don't. And littleness is the same it's exactly just a, it's just littleness a brand littleness of... is bdsm stuff if yeah. you can make a bdsm joke you can make a little joke but I feel... if you can wear a collar why can't you wear a pacifier you literally wear a collar every day not only do you wear a collar you wear a little tag on it an air tag so we can keep track of you you've, you've... daily people ask you constantly what that is no not no that's not it People go, I like your collar. She's been at the yep. doctor's and had the doctor say, oh, I like your collar. That was about my heart-shaped necklace, which oh, was a oh pet my God. tag. Not even, to, not even to get into the pet tag you used to hey, wear. Lyra um, went to one of her like group things, and um, she wore her collar mm -hmm. um, because she was feeling like lonely, and Aww, she wanted to, cute. like, and yeah. I was like, hey, wear your collar. So she wore her collar out. And she had, she has a little air tag on it too because I, I, I did that. Yeah. And um, she went to hang out with friends and her friends were like, what's that? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, it's nothing. This is like a thing that my girlfriend got me. And one of the other people <laughs> said, that's an air tag. <laughs> and she's like, yep. It sure and is. Then, and then, the, then there's the other person's like, well, what what's an air tag? It's like, oh, it's for like keeping track of things. <laughs> it's like everyone just kind of looked at her. <laughs> yeah, that okay. Outside of kink stuff, that would erase some suspicions in me. I'd be like, so your partner gave you a gift of like, tracking wherever you go <laughs> with a collar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 yeah. But I, they weren't like perturbed by this. Yeah, or anything. no. They were like they kind of like. They're you playing. Know, they're they, they were her. a little, yeah. They razzed her a little, but then like that's it, and they didn't talk about it again because she didn't talk about it, mm -hmm. and that's you know polite. I I think a lot of what we're saying does come back to intent. Like if you're not intending to incorporate others into a scene, it kind of doesn't matter what you're wearing or or, or doing, right? No, you I wear a collar really... every day. Okay. So, are you incorporating the person at McDonald's in a scene? Because you're, you're wearing an attorney collar. Now I think we need to talk about what is socially acceptable in terms of clothes. Okay. So, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Sure. You, also. You have to wear shoes into the store. Yep. You, Nobody wants to see your toes. You, I mean, you wear sandals, but okay, come you on. have I to just... wear shoes into <laughs> the store. I'm trying here. And... It's a safety. It's a safety thing. They don't yeah. want you to hurt your feet. Likewise, you have to not be in your underwear yeah. in the store. And a once again, underwear. once again, it's a safety concern. Yep. Like 
you, you can't have people walking around in their underwear. And diapers are underwear. Di- yep. They, th- diapers are underwear. You can be, have a dress on and have your diaper on under, under it. That's fine. Do that all but, the time. Yeah. But like, don't, you can't, you can't walk in in a t-shirt and a diaper into the McDonald's. You can't, you can't, same way you can't walk in in, in like, like a boxers and a t-shirt and into McDonald's. It you, ain't right. You shouldn't wear a beige sheer dress with an ABU space underneath it. <laughs> is that a is that a personal story, Kimmy? I was mortified. <laughs> I had no idea it was that see-through. I didn't find out until I got back from the post office and Pudding showed me the picture. I, I think in that case you come back to like... Intent? She didn't mean to do it. Right, but I mean, it wouldn't be an acceptable thing because if you were wearing oh, yeah, underwear, yeah. that People also wouldn't underwear. be an acceptable thing. No, I'd be fine with that. No, I know you would be, but like a socially it's social socially thing. Yeah. It, it okay, wouldn't, that's fair. yeah. So, yeah, I think that that makes sense. Yeah. So, along those lines, in involving somebody in your scene, mm-hmm. what you can do in front of others, right? I like being choked. Yeah. It's hot. Mm-hmm. I like being pinned against the wall. Sure. Now, if Joe were to grab me by the throat and pin me against the wall and give me a kiss in public, that's not okay. That is because people would be concerned for your safety. Yep. I don't even think that's necessarily why. I no, can, that's 100% why. I, hey, if me and If Liv, I saw some guy shove some girl to a wall and choke her, yep. I'd be like, this is a safety concern. If Liv... If I'm sitting against wall, Liv put her hand uh like like behind me, leaned all in, and got all dummy and like sexy at me. People would go ooh, and they'd walk by, even though both are like sexual things. And what if she was like tracing her like fingers up my leg or something? People would be like, Phew. some people might be like, it's in public, I don't want to see that. But it would be towing that line of like what's okay socially. I'm losing this episode. <laughs> um, it, it's it's a complicated topic. So I think that this is all kind of rehashing a lot of stuff that we've discussed in our yeah. previous episode and kind of revalidating a lot of the stuff and from, from our previous episode. I agree. But I want to expand on a few things in particular. Your um, diaper. <sighs> walked into that one. Okay. Uh, but that one. K- Kimmy um, brings up the point of like wearing a pacifier. She got very uncomfortable. And you know what? I got uncomfortable yep. that you wore a pacifier. Because and the reason it why... implicated you... Because I was with you, and I knew what it meant, and you didn't get consent for me. Yep. Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that having other people around who know, you have to make sure that they are comfortable with what you're wearing, because it's a different meaning to them, you know? I, I really yep. messed up that time. I felt really bad. Oh, but it happens. Like, I've, I've even been there. Like, you sometimes just forget you're wearing something, and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, shoot. You didn't intend to bring anybody into that situation. I don't think you messed up. I think you made a mistake, and there you didn't do something you intended to do. Yeah. But that's not something to crucify yourself over. Yeah, like, that's it's, just, yeah it's fine. It happens. You spilled milk. I cry over that. Don't. <laughs> um, but I guess... What are the limits on what you can wear? I think we establish you can't show your diaper. I think that's it. I think as long as you're, you're. Okay. What about a onesie? What about a onesie? Onesie covers your diaper. Sure, but I, I, I guess it's like, 
would would you want someone wearing the equivalent of that? Like, do mm-hmm. you want to see that much of another person's body? I mean, it's the equivalent of a bathing suit, I think. Yeah. That's I, the one that always gets brought up. And I still don't agree suit, with that it's argument. It's a false equivalency. It is a false equivalency, but I'm thinking about just, like, coverage. Yeah, coverage... I, I personally don't want to see that much of other people's bodies, normally. I assume people don't want to see that much of my body. I assume people uh, want to see that much of my body. That's good. I don't. Um, but I, I, I don't think... I, I, I don't think I want to see that much human flesh in general when I'm walking so around the store. So then the line isn't just your diaper can't be showing. There's yeah. other rules. I guess, like... I, I don't know. I, I think that... I think that there's some kind of, like, Im- implication with the, that region that there will be... There should be less shown than, than boxers can show. Okay. You know? Is it okay to dress sexually provocatively in public? I think so. I think so. But that's kind of incorporating people into your scene, isn't it? Even though it's a scene... I don't think so. But uh, I'm saying you were trying to turn people on, right? That's true. I mean, That is my intent. But, yeah, but I don't think that that is always the intent based on your clothes. Yeah, like, I guess, you know, some sometimes people you're dress just trying like to that look to good. feel better about themselves. Which, yeah, that stuff. is also my intent. Okay, so if intent is important here, and I think it is, I think it's perfectly valid to dress really sexy if you just want to feel good about yourself. If you're trying to turn people on and you're actively trying to make people sexually aroused by you, what if you're I looking to pick people cagey. up? What if you're at a bar? I don't know. That's societally acceptable. I society says you're fine to do that. Society says you're fine to dress in a way that will turn others on and and allow you both to be sexually interested in each other and maybe go to the bathroom and have sex or leave and have sex. But I do it for validation. Sure. I, that's intent, right? Yeah. But that's exactly what we said at the beginning was not okay. No, I say intent's okay. My, I've always said... Well, it depends on you, what your intent is. If your intent is internal validation and comfort, then I think that's fine. But it's not internal validation. It's external validation. It's other people's reaction to my body. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think I thought I knew going into this. A, I was ready to hold my ground. <laughs> I mean, Never there's, ready to hold your there's a social element to clothes. Yep. There's a social statement you make with what you wear. and I'm trying to impress people when I go out and dress the way I do. Yeah, I want I people mean, to think highly of me. No matter what you wear, you can be like, oh, this is for me. But also, it's for other people, too. Like, mm-hmm. you, you are looking for that validation. I do get those compliments from people about, like, what I wear, and I'm, it makes me feel good. So, I guess, like, where's the line there? What, what, how do you, where do you create that barrier between what I'm wearing out is, is going to be for me and for, like, the interactions of others in, in social situations versus... This is inappropriate. That's a great question. <laughs> and that line has shifted over time. Oh, 100%. Of punk movement in the 80s. It was counterculture. Exactly. But now it's culture. Now it's now it's normal. You can't tell me that. I'm still counterculture. That's good, sweetie. Um, so I honestly think a lot of the societal norms that inform what you can and can't wear in regards to kink are archaic. I think they are to protect kinksters from a, a an oppressive society that used to exist. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. I don't... Uh, used to is a weird thing here because you make an interesting point. Mm-hmm. 
what if your display is not simply a reflection of you, but a reflection of an entire community? Yep. It's all, you are, you are speaking for all kink. And it's not used to. My inner baby just got shut down. Yeah, That's for sure. True. I, I like to think that largely it is used to, but no, there's absolutely still instances of things like my inner baby getting shut down, which sucks. Which and I really bold, hate. And I love them. Yep. So maybe it's not so much about making sure that you stick to societal norms when you dress baby but, in public. But protecting your community. But, yeah, you're protecting your community. If you start causing a scene, like if you cause trouble... Because of the way you're dressed, you've shifted that is small... going to reflect bad yeah. on all ABDs. You've shifted an area's societal perception of that kink. And we as a community have fought really hard to get away from some of the stuff that we were yep. point what what's the word I'm looking for? Accused of? Things I, ideas for? and sentiments created by shows like Maury and Springer and stuff like yes. that. Like, those shows uh, created a lot of public opinion, and uh, people have fought back against that for a long time. And other events have, of course, done that, too. Yeah, it's kind of your responsibility to make sure that you are representing your community when you wear things like this. So, like, for example, you wear, like, an ABU hat or shirt or something. You're representing your community, but, like... In a good way, like no mm-hmm. one, no one's taking offense to what you're wearing. No one's, no, you're not causing a scene. You're not creating like drama or anything around this. It's, it's kind of like, uh, and this is a silly comparison, but I think it's apt. When I, I, I worked for uh, uh, the, the, the city I grew up in for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was, they, they'd send me on assignments, and I, I worked for them, and I had a shirt that said so that I was working for them, and they said, hey. You can wear the shirt whenever you want. Here's all the things you can't do while you wear that shirt because you're representing us. You cannot do all of mm. these things because it says that you're representing this city on that shirt. And if people see you doing that, you're saying a lot by with just your actions and no words. And we are a marginalized community. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which means that we have to do a better job of protecting each other mm-hmm. than 80s counterculture punk. That's true. Is there are less of us than there were of 80s counterculture punk. And then you run into, like, that idea of there is a shifting line. Like, we are not in a static situation or even in locations. There mm-hmm. are, like, 18 and up bars where something's probably more okay. Or there's some cities or places that is more acceptable than yep. other places or other cities. Just because you might wear something very baby to like the the shop down the street in your in like San Francisco or something oh, yeah. versus like going to the gas station in like, in, like or some something. yeah in like a small town in Tennessee. Those are going to be different experiences, totally different, different cultures. Like, yep. And you have to be representing your community based on where you're at and what the norms are in that place. So I'm not going to Tennessee. <laughs> that's, place is that's one of yeah. your options. So maybe we should update our schema. When deciding if you're going to wear something like a pacifier in public, maybe you should be like, is my intent okay? Like, is, am I doing this for me? Am I including others in the scene? And am I being responsible? Am I, am I representing my community responsibly by doing this? I think the responsibility is a big thing because you are representing your community. Yeah. And what? You just annihilated a stance I've held for years. (laughs) Cool. We're going to break more things in a minute, but um, (laughs) you can even think about like cap or Mm -hmm. any baby convention. I 
That's ooh, when you go ooh, like to this. a baby convention. Yep. There's still a dress code. Mm -hmm. There's still socially unacceptable things to wear because or are, not wear. You are responsible for the safety and the 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 societal perception of the entire convention. And yeah, and especially with the staff and stuff there too, you need to make sure that you're representing the community well yep. and not breaking these rules. But you can't show your genitals in these spaces. Mm -hmm. You can't have you can't be topless without like like pasty sticker yeah. things over your nipples but no much no much touch in yeah no no messy diapers like there are still rules that in guidelines you have to follow but compared to outside that hotel it's a different culture mm -hmm. and you have to follow the culture that you are in and outside the hotel when the convention is going on yep you have a different responsibility than if you were just there at your at your own whimsy, like you are still even outside of the hotel as a con attendee representing the convention. Because yep. if I were to wear my pacifier, yep, around that around cap, like it puts everyone in danger. Yep, yep. You are implicating every person that's at that convention. And I have seen people. I've gone to restaurants and, and seen people dressed baby, and I'm like, hey. There's a lot of people dressed like that around here. You're you are telling everybody around here something very loudly. Uh yeah, I, I think that there's some leeway that oh, we, of we there's I some think leeway. we're sensitive because because it's us, because yep. it's our community. And we want to do a good job of, of representing it. And because our community is frequently maligned. But yeah. I mean, we come back to what you were saying about like being responsible for the other people and their safety. When you had that pacifier. I was there and I was uncomfortable and you were responsible for my safety as well. Mm -hmm. So that's your that's, comfort. That, yeah. That's why you were uncomfortable. So, and so the fact that you, you wore that upset me and I think that is a justified thing. And Absolutely. that, and, and that is why, you know, you, you were like, Oh, I need to take this off. Oh, also it, it conflicted with your own thing, but like yep. it, you are responsible for the people around you that you do implicate and or even the people not around you that you implicate, i.e. the community as a whole. When you behave in public as a certain way, yep. you are speaking for the entire ABDL community. Which isn't to say you can't do that. Like you could go out in public and dress childishly like Sophie does and be a beacon of, of goodness and responsibility and impress people. Cool. Convince that person at the DMV that that they can too dress that way and that people will dress that way and that, that those are still good people and they're really fun people. So here's the next question. I think we pretty much nailed down responsibility in yeah, terms that, of that was attire. Yeah. What about behavior? Example. Say you want to act baby in public. Say you go to the toy store and you get excited. Mm -hmm. Is I that allowed? I've you do this. Yes. I, 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 I most of the time can't even like micromanage that yeah i just have a natural excitement to, yep. to these things so uh again it is you you are still i guess hmm. so can you act baby in public i think to a degree breaking social norm on how we behave is uh an important thing to do in in general i think people are too stuck into social norms uh and how they behave in public as is. I think it's it's it, society is very rigid in how you're allowed to behave. I don't think it should be. Specifically for baby, I think there's lines. Just like with how it was easy for us to say you can't show your diaper because there's already a dress code, right? Right, exactly. But there's also things that you can and can't do in, in public as well. Like 
you can't you you can't like cry and and yell for your mommy right like that's that's including other people in your scene it's it's disturbing and upsetting to others and it's putting your community in danger by that behavior i guess that's i really like that are you disturbing other people with, with your I like behavior. that. I like the idea of disturbing other people. Yeah. You like the idea of disturbing other people? Yeah, you got me. No, Even uh, I don't. That's Be that's good, like a good metric, I yep. think, because it's like, say you're with your mommy or yep. something and you're going and you're playing and like you're at the, the store and you're like, I want this toy. And she's like, no, honey, you can't have that. And like, you're doing this in a way that people around you do mm-hmm. not hear you or, or are not privy to this conversation totally fine. and you're you go and you go up to the the checkout or whatever mm-hmm. and like um your mommy's like okay well i need to run to the bathroom or something can you pay for this yeah and you're feeling literally how little can you be with your cashier uh as long as you are not incorporating them into your scene expecting like a a a scene related response i think you can just be like yourself whatever you're feeling is yourself in that moment right without putting any putting any onus onto them to treat you a certain way what do you think kimmy i think it's a really complicated topic because now we get into gender norms i as a woman can absolutely do oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. be like, look at this stuffed animal. He's so cute. I love him. And I'm going to name him Fluffy. Because, as we said in a previous episode, a grown woman is still a girl and an infant boy is a man. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a whole different problem and controversy. It's it That's a mess. And I'm going to get into a big generational like rant on we- that one. I don't think we should. Societal standard shift. They like, are shifting. Yeah. Because the millennials yeah. now, your generation, I'm are... Huh, yeah, you are you. Are realizing that I can buy the toys I couldn't have as a child. Yeah. And I can heal my own trauma. That's a real thing through uh, that. Down little millennials it's are doing. It's a huge thing. Yep. Or like, okay, the base rule of any kink is don't do this around a kid yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. I have a question. Yes. I don't have a kid, and I don't, I'm not usually around kids, mm-hmm. but I feel like, from my understanding of things, you tend to be little around kids. Not like, not like yeah. baby, but like but you, you allow littleness to express itself you, you try and engage to connect with, with yeah, children. You engage with them on their level, kind of, to 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 like help them experience things. So I don't know if you know much about child psychology. I know a little. That was a joke. <laughs> and so was mine. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Episode name. That was really good. Thanks. Uh Getting down to a child's level and communicating with them because they are not developed. Mm-hmm. They do They're not, not have yet. a functional prefrontal cortex. You mirror their very big emotions yep. to normalize that, to help them understand that it's understandable that you are upset. Yep. I am mad. You are so mad. I understand why you're mad. Yep. And you, you mirror their behavior, and that helps calm them down. Yeah. But one thing 
that I've always noticed in going down to a child's level Mm -hmm. in this way as a little adults don't remember how to play yeah yeah they don't remember they don't know how to play with a toy Mm -hmm. and that's very alienating Mm -hmm. for a child Mm -hmm. so do you you think that some level of littleness can be helpful i do that's really interesting and then you get into the idea of okay well if if being little is your kink and you're able to express yourself in little ways around kids but now we're back to intent I think we are back. We, to we go. We go loud into intent. That the the walls of intent come up like brick barriers instantly. Yeah, and you need to. Your intent needs to be crystal clear. I am just playing a game. Like yeah. I, I have no 100%. intent further Four, than playing a, a a a pretend game with my 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 child or my young friend here. For the child's benefit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that's a great. Not point. your you know, gratification, gonna... be it little or sexual. I like mm, that a lot. Okay. It's you're doing it. For the child's benefit, you're not doing it for your own benefit. Your intent here is is I'm going to utilize so, this part of myself. I want to I want to say that I think that this translates a lot into this the idea of what you can say to the cashier. Yep, it's about responsibility. Mm-hmm. When you are taking care of a child, you are responsible for that child. Like you you are. Yep. They are your priority. It does not matter. They can't what, be responsible for themselves. Exactly. You have to be. So Someone it is, has it is to nothing be. like if, if you are little and you're like, oh well I'm too little to take care of them. No, nope. you, you sure nope. aren't. Like you're you're done baking. Your prefrontal you, cortex is they, done baking. They that that no kid needs someone to They are not be, capable. Yes, you have to be responsible. Um I think in this is a really weird way to put it, but mm-hmm. I think when you're little, you have to remember that you're still responsible for little you. Yep. So even if Oof. even if you are in public and you're talking to the cashier and you're being fun and you're being kind of bubbly, if you see any discomfort from them or if you see any like nervousness, if you if you can't read that kind of of um thing that you're you're causing, yep. and are able like if you see that happen, it's your responsibility to go. Oh, hold on. Nope. I, Let me switch. Key. I have to be adults because that is hey. their comfort is more important than my game. To separate it from littleness, Kimmy is also responsible for that when she goes to a cashier and she acts all bubbly and fun, and they're having a terrible day, and they don't want to be bubbly and fun with Kimmy, and she does. If she's like, oh, blah blah, I, I want to ask a random question. That person's having a terrible day, and they don't want to talk to her. They just want to hand her her food. She go, thank you. I hope you have a good day. I hope you. I hope everyone is nice to you today. That that is what she says. But that's her uh, course correcting, and you also have to course correct, like you were saying in that situation. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> comes back to responsibility, responsibility and intent. You, I think that you need to understand that whatever behavior you do in public is on you. Mm-hmm. And whatever that behavior is, you are taking responsibility for that behavior. However it goes down, if it is good, if it is bad, that is all on you because you are an adult. And yep. you do have to be responsible for yourself. And sometimes not just yourself. Sometimes a kid or your entire kink community or you and your partner's safety. like Or your little self. Or your little self, yep. yeah. And I, I think that's really important. Wow. 
I'm really upset about this. I kicked up such a stink for you. Like, we already answered this. And then you're like, Chloe, it's been several years. Our answers have probably changed. And at the start, like, my answer hasn't changed one bit. And then now, <laughs> now look where we are. I have more things I want to address. Okay, cool. Same. Okay, the next thing that I'm really interested in exploring, I think that we've demonstrated um, the lines uh, and responsibilities that are incorporated into your attire and to your behavior mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, specifically for behaviors, what about using your diaper? Um, what about wetting yourself? What about messing yourself? All right, two things on that, or one thing on that. It comes to the thing I said earlier, disturbing others. Mm. If you mush your tush, it's probably going to disturb others. It's, it is it is not a, a nice smell, I presume. I don't know everybody, but I presume it's not a nice smell. And other people won't enjoy smelling that smell, and they will be, you will have disturbed the people around you. If you wet your diaper, chances are nobody will know. And that's between you and your pants. I can do it while walking. That's, that's extra Messing not disturbing diaper? others. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. That does check, Kimmy. <laughs> okay. Um. Again playing devil's advocate trying to challenge concepts and stuff here um this is like the same thing from the perspective of uh disturbing someone with messing Mm -hmm. how is this different to like farting Uh, and granted this is also not usually socially acceptable but does still happen um i'm gonna put it in the same way i'd put someone who was medically like like unable to help from messing themselves it comes to intent if you if you like let it rip in a crowded room to to make everyone unhappy you're a jerk and uh i but if you if you mess yourself because you can't help it that wasn't it wasn't your intent to disturb others you didn't want to and people who know that they have this difficulty often have steps that they take to minimize the discomfort of others. Uh, They have medical solutions to make sure that their odor doesn't offend. There's nolo that you can take to... But at the same time, for people with disabilities, and granted, we're not going to... We've got to bounce back on this to relate people with disabilities to people without disabilities, because that's a whole thing. But um, that's not their responsibility either. But I don't think it's wrong of them because it wasn't their intent to disturb others. It is appreciated if they take steps to avoid disturbing others, but it wasn't their intent. I I don't blame them. If you are not, like, if it's not a medical issue and you do it because you want to and you are disturbing others, that sucks. But maybe you could have taken something to not have it smell at all. I don't know anything about that. So I guess from that, I want to ask the question, is it ever okay to mess yourself in a public place um uh, by choice i don't know like like what what's what's the intent there is the intent because you are kind of having a scene with yourself and you want to feel like a baby are you disturbing other people are other people included on that scene people say uh people say is it a scene right Mm -hmm. and i think that's a super super vague way i'll say are you getting off are you gaining sexual gratification? That's, that's what I'm act. saying when I say, "Is it a scene?" I said, are, "Are are you are you being actively turned on like a lot? Like, are you purposely turning yourself on in that moment to be to be hot and bothered in public?" It's intent. Are, is your intent sexual in nature? Are you doing a sex? Act? Well, what if it's not? What if it's Lily? Uh then I think intent matters there. But you still have disturbing others. 
Like, are you just serving others with the, with your littleness? Because you're responsible for your little self. So, hypothetically. You're right. You're, yeah, you're responsible for your little self. Go ahead. The situation is a sparsely populated public park. Outdoors. Okay. Mm-hmm. In vanilla passing clothing. Mm-hmm. You mess yourself. I think, assuming you don't get so hot and bothered that you're like, it's obvious to other people and people can't smell it and you're pretty sure people can't smell it, it's probably fine. And you're taking steps to avoid bothering others. I think think that's between you and yourself then, right? Like, what are, what kind of steps? You don't walk right next to somebody. You don't, if somebody's sitting down on the bench and you've got a fresh load in your diaper, (laughs) you don't walk up and sit down and start a conversation. Okay, so <laughs> would you say that this is an acceptable thing to do as long as you take all these necessary precautions to avoid getting in people's way? As long as you're being responsible and considerate of other people. I guess it's, are you being considerate of others in this instance? Are you trying to not include others in your But scene? consideration is a spectrum too. How considerate do you have to be? Are you... I want to say being careful, but that feels too vague. Are you being are, thoughtful? Thank you. Like, are you being thoughtful? Are you are you are you representing your community well by doing that? Like, are you mm. are you being responsible for your community, for your little self, for your own safety? Like, in my hypothetical, you could have your act. Nobody knows, and you leave. That's fine, and that's fine. Because you've bothered no one, you've involved no one, you've harmed no one. Uh, a, a, a friend of mine uh, uh, allegedly thinks of public diaper things as a, a four-person act. There is you, the person taking the picture, and your two lookouts to make sure there's nobody around who is getting involved in this scene. That's legit. I... And, and it's actually another thing I want to talk about yeah, once we I, get past this. I think that's careful. I think that's thoughtful. I think that's responsible. So the thing is, with any thing like this, there is an element of risk. Mm-hmm. There is risk that you are going to bother someone else, right? Mm-hmm. If you mess yourself in a park, there is a chance that someone is going to walk by you and be bothered by this. Yes. Yeah. How much risk mitigation is necessary, knowing full well that 100% is impossible? Uh, as much as you can muster. I, I wouldn't say that it's something that can be empirically measured. I think it comes back to intent. Did you try mm-hmm. to minimize it? I think if you are doing the best you can... Okay, so there's, there's there's a difference, though, between the best you can when messing yourself in an elevator going up 21 floors versus <laughs> doing the best you can in, like, a isolated yeah. plaza where there's three people. Yeah. And I sh- like... I'd say, if you poop your pants in the elevator <laughs> going 21 floors, you're a jerk. <laughs> you, you did not have good intent there. You That was not a nice thing you did to those people. <laughs> Even going up the floors, I'm sure they smelled, yeah, and I, that wasn't kind. It'll make a great art piece. Oh, it'd make because a Because it's yeah. fictional and drawn, and yes. no one was harmed. Yeah. No one was harmed. And harm is very broadly defined here, because if you mess yourself in the elevator going up 21 floors, you have harmed others. You have. You've 
ruined their comfort. You have harmed their ability to be comfortable in public. It's negligible harm, but it's still harm. So I have another question. Mm -hmm. When discussing the concepts of harming someone and or bothering someone yeah. or c creating discomfort in someone, there's still a socially acceptable amount of discomfort that you're allowed to apply to a person. That's true. Yeah, by Chloe, gay, gay Chloe over here existing. Yes, exactly. But like, there is a level of discomfort that you create for the people around you sometimes for some reasons. Yeah, it's unavoidable. Well, so, no, well it's absolutely avoidable. We're actually doing that for societal change. Yeah. Because they're oppressing our identity. It's, it, that, there's a whole thing there, yeah. So, I guess, say that you wanted to mess your diaper. Mm -hmm. You are pretty damn sure you can get out of this area and go get changed with very little interaction with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, keep, you can probably keep your distance. There's a chance that someone might come close to you or might inconvenience yeah. you. You're doing your best to not allow that to happen, but there is a level of inevitability there. Um, if they walk by you, they might smell this and be a little uncomfortable by this. And that discomfort is probably within socially acceptable means. I think uh, the best example of this, like real life example, is Kimmy clipping a pacifier to herself in a moving bus. We were in our personal private bus and she clipped a pacifier to herself, assuming no one would see. She would stay below the windows because she was in the playpen on the floor and no one would be able to tell. And there, there's, she took every possible step she thought necessary to avoid uh, risk, right? Mm -hmm. it was, I uh, fucked up because I'm a bimbo. And you made a mistake even though you tried your best. And I think you should stop punishing yourself because you did try your mm. best there yeah. to avoid risk and to minimize other people's discomfort. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Like, you made a mistake and you know you made a mistake. Likewise, I think that if you wanted to do some kind of messing thing in a mm -hmm. public place, then if you can do it without disturbing anyone and you have organized this to ensure you are not disturbing you anyone, were thoughtful about you were thoughtful, it. you had planned it out, you know what you're doing, and you do wind up disturbing someone, then you made a mistake. Yep. But I don't think that the whole act of doing it was bad. I don't think that like you were wrong for having done it in the first place. It's more like you, you did your best at risk management. You were pretty sure that you didn't have to make anyone uncomfortable. And then the amount of discomfort that you did cause was within social acceptable range. Yep. So you, you can forgive yourself. Maybe. Eventually. <laughs> Listen, everybody's valid but me. Um, along those lines, I deeply regretted that mistake. I felt horrible. And it took me a long time to emotionally recover from that. That's fair. But now I can say I'm glad that I did it because we had a really good conversation. Yeah. yeah. Is, was, is that episode? Because like... Nope. What's have the another thing. Do we, you have more I things? I have one more thing I want to talk wow. about. Wow. Okay. My, my throat's dry. Like, I'm, I'm tired. We talk about social acceptability and things that you should do and shouldn't do, and then you can translate that to baby, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, this is what I want to... All of this is built up to this question, because... Okay. Because... That's a crazy buildup, but all right. I... It's like a good orgasm. I <laughs> took some public diaper pics. Uh-huh. I'm aware of this. <laughs> Recently. Uh -huh. I took these pics. I took one 
just in a, a street. Uh-huh. I took one in an arcade. Uh-huh. And I took one while hiking. Yep. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I saw the gif of the first one. Yeah. So I took three public diaper packs. Yeah. Obviously, societal standards, if you're equating diapers to underwear, you flash fancy underwear. shots yeah. are not socially acceptable. This is against social norms. And because of that, can reflect badly on ABDLs. That's true. Should you get caught. You took a risk? Yes. Am I allowed to do this? Did you do your best to minimize that risk? Like, were you, were you looking I will around? Tell were you, you thoughtful? I will tell you the precautions that I took in all of these. Okay. The one in the street, I made sure that we were alone. Um, not only did I make sure we were alone, I we, we wandered around for half an hour to make sure that not only were we alone, but no one was coming down any of the side streets. Wow. That's some good it was, assessment. It was <laughs> literally half an hour. Because here's the thing, guys. I don't want anyone to see my diaper. I want to take a picture in a public setting for Twitter, and that is it. So I don't you, want anyone to see. So it sounds like your intent was good. So um, we wandered around. Literally, we were waiting for our food table yep. to open up. We wandered around for half an hour around this beautiful neighborhood. And we made sure no one was around. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone was around, we watched them, waited for them to turn corners, made sure that, like, literally no one was there. I had, um, Lyra was with me. She was my photographer. Mm -hmm. And she stood on the street corner to make sure she could see all ways. (laughs) I was facing away from her. So Mm -hmm. my diaper butt that was, that I flashed was only facing her. So if, if she couldn't see anyone, no one could see me. Um, and I... Never lifted my dress for more than maybe three seconds. You took way more precautions than <laughs> I do in these situations, and I'm the one who's usually preaching on this. So, I have a couple things to say. Sounds like your intent was good. Uh, sounds like you were responsible, and you took a risk and did your best to minimize that risk. I think you did a good job. As to whether or not I can say if what you did was like acceptable, I don't think that's something an individual can answer. I don't You're- think it was acceptable. I'm the voice of the community, and I am judging you. No. Um, is Was it the right thing to do? What's, what's, the, what's that? Exactly. Mean? No. Like, I don't think it was. Are you bad for so doing it? So here's the question of why did I do this in the first place? Mm-hmm. And I said I did this for Twitter. Um, but I think you all know me pretty well, and the internet clout isn't really what I go for. Yeah. That's what I go for. I know it is. Um, I think public diaper pictures are important because it allows people to feel like they're normal. Yeah, it's normalization. It's normal that some girl is walking around in a diaper in this public place. It's normal, and I'm proving that by showing you the diaper. Yeah. You get to see it on Twitter. No one else got to. You got to. Because you need to know that I'm wearing it and no one else needs to know that. That's fair. And I want people to not be ashamed of the things that they like and feel like that there's no one like them. Because I wear a diaper out to dinner. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, um, So what was my intent? I sure wasn't getting off 
Let me tell you, this was so <laughs> stressful, so much anxiety. I could not, could not, uh, horrible. Anyway, but it did get a few good shots. I yeah. do think it can help people feel better about what they like. And I did my due diligence. So, so if, if you want my opinion, I think your intent was great. You did good risk management. You were responsible and you did it for a good cause. It's as, an altruistic as, diaper pick. As judged by you, you did it for a good cause. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want my opinion, I think you that's fine. You did the right thing. I think that's okay. I Again, I say it is case-by-case case basis. There's going to be people who disagree with me. There's going to be people who agree more fervently than me, who are like, yeah, you, you're a hero for doing that or something. But people are diverse and have different opinions. I, I think it's hard to ask the void if you did the right thing or something. I the think you did. wouldn't let you anyway. Did you have something to say on this, Kimmy? No, I think you did great. Okay. Uh, I want to run you through my other two scenarios. Okay. Okay. My second scenario was at an arcade. I took a very short, like, four-second video of me playing DDR. Mm-hmm. I, That's uh, cute. Yeah, I know. Um, diaper, how, diaper revolution. How did I do this? I set up the song, mm-hmm. I started the song, I got in position, did our checks, which yep. I will explain in more detail in a second. Diaper checks. Uh, yeah, did our, did our surrounding checks, lifted my skirt, or uh, I was wearing a dress, lifted yeah. my dress, tucked it into the back of my diaper, did dancey for three, four seconds, took it out of yeah. the back of my diaper and let Very it similar to the to the first picks. It was a little bit longer, and it was in a much more closed space. So let me tell you, let me tell you. This was an 18 and up arcade. Mm-hmm. You have oh, to ID in order to go in. That changes my opinion a lot. So, yep. The place that I was was in a back corner that was blocked on three of four sides. Mm-hmm. So the only people who would come and see this is if you walked down this one specific walkway. Yep. Um, otherwise, I was standing. Where Lyra was standing, yes. Um, I love that you predicted that. And not only what did Lyra stand there to make sure no one came through, mm-hmm. she stood there to check the three passageways behind her to make sure that no one was coming through any of those three passageways before we began this video. Okay. And like I said, three, four seconds. That was the full length of time that my diaper was exposed. Yep. And I, I had no one saw. Because that's all your blood pressure could take. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, what are your thoughts? I think you that was less risky with the same intentions and the same level, of, or if not higher, responsibility. I think that picture is even more okay than the previous one. Now, this one, there were people. Like, we didn't, we made sure no one was around us or could get within vicinity of me within, sure. like, 10 seconds. But there um, were other people. Like, we could see other people. There were other My, adults. That's yes. true. My perception is... You can just control more variables inside than outside. Um, I think that's a too broad a statement. I, I don't. It depends on the place, I guess. Because I do agree with Chloe that I was on a public street in the first one. Someone yep. could have come out of a house. Sure. I, I had no power over that. Yep. But I also wasn't as bold in that first one as I was in the second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I think it's still good. I think you... you took good risk management you your intent was still good and i think it was cute i think it was okay okay cool last one this one's a little bit more complicated okay i went on a hike this is a 
popular trail. Um, eh, well, the, the, the ones we went down weren't exactly popular, uh, but it, it was still a tourist spot. Uh-huh. We went and climbed up to the top of this waterfall. Mm-hmm. There were <laughs> kids on our walk up, mm-hmm. um, which is baffling to me. I don't know how children can climb a waterfall. I could barely climb a waterfall. They, they're... They weigh less. They're balls of energy. Anyway. They, they just weigh less. Um, they have less mass there were, to carry there were, there were children on the way up. We got to the top. We went off the trail from that point to a different trail that was not paved, and mm-hmm. we saw no children on this trail. We walked this trail for probably half an hour. We passed one person, mm-hmm. and then one other person came up behind us. I took a picture in the woods here. Mm-hmm. on this trail that technically someone could have come to. I made sure that during the pictures, I was blocked from one side so mm-hmm. no one could see me if they turned to the corner of the trail. And the other side, we went up, checked around the corner, made sure no one was there, came back, and then did the picture. Yeah. For this picture, I wanted to not be wearing pants, which is a different than flipping up my skirt. Yeah, that's a more, or, you're more committed to that. Yes, it's different than that, or like tucking into the back of my diaper. I wanted to not be wearing pants. I had a short shirt on. I wanted it to be shirt, diaper, shoes. And yep. that's it. Aesthetic. Yep. It's, it's the really cute pictures. So the way that I took this picture was I made sure to dress appropriately for the occasion. I mm-hmm. knew this was going to happen. I wore a skirt that I could easily take off over my head because I don't want, like, shoes are muddy and stuff. So I I had to take it off like a shirt, take it off over my head, and put it back on within a few seconds. That's good risk management. How much should you practice this? A little bit. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I really did. I've met you. That's why Um, I asked. So when Lyra would say, okay, we're clear, Mm -hmm. did our checks, um, I would take off the skirt over my head, give her the skirt, Stand pose. She would take two or three pictures, grab the skirt from her, put it back on. And my goal, and I succeeded at this, was never to have my skirt off for more than 10 seconds. Did you count? Yeah, of course. I'm a counter extraordinaire. (laughs) Always counting. Touche. Okay. Now, as this went on, I took more than one picture. Mm -hmm. So as the trail went on, we saw even less people. So I started getting a little more bold. Yep. Um, still made sure to keep my skirt off for no more than 10 seconds. Um, but I did have one like crossing like a stream and mm-hmm. I get like, it was, you know, but, um, again, checked for around us, checked the paths to make sure no one was coming around corners. And I made sure I was blocked from one side. As the day went on, I got even more bold because okay. now it was 6.30 at night on a hiking trail, which is not where you want to be at 6.30 <laughs> at no, night. No, it really isn't. We hadn't seen anyone for about an hour, and um, it was raining. It was like mist raining, like so l- light wet. sprinkling. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, six-mile walk in a diaper sucks. Yeah, do that's, it. you're crazy. It was rough. I will, however, say that ABU Little Kings are the perfect hiking diaper. If, yeah, you, have to, if you have to hike in a diaper, that's the one you They're- want. Um so there was one picture that I took where I was standing on kind of like this ledge overlooking this beautiful landscape. Mm-hmm. And there was no way anyone could see me from the grounds, the technically 
if you were down there and you were looking up at me with like maybe binoculars or something, even more like a telescope or something, you might be able to see me. But, um, and then again, we checked the trails, made sure nobody was coming, but I did get a picture with me and a diaper with a very beautiful landscape in in a semi public location. But we hadn't seen anyone in an hour. Yeah. And we checked all of our things and no more than 10 seconds without a skirt. Thoughts? That's the least risky of them. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay, so first off, you're in the middle of nowhere out on a trail. Like, if you're in the woods, things get... Society... You're, you're, you're in the quote-unquote society when you're in the woods. Like, the further away from civilization you get, the less societal laws really apply to you. It's wolf society. I, well, okay. If you go camping in the middle of nowhere, not at a campground, out in the freaking woods, and, and, like, just out there... It is socially acceptable to fuck outside. Yes. You can go and everyone be in diapers in the middle of nowhere, and if someone walks up to you guys and you're all in diapers, that's on them, because they came into your campsite. Like... Society ebbs away as you get away from it. Hiking on a trail, that is still society, of course, but it's 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 much less of an issue. You can be a little bit more independent, and you guys were very thoughtful. You didn't see anybody. And if you haven't seen anybody for an hour on a trail, you're probably not going to see anybody. We didn't. Yeah. For the I, hour walk back down, I think we that, didn't see anyone. I think that you escalated your... You decreased your risk as risk. You decreased your risk management as the risk around you was decreased uh, acceptably. Like you, it, it was much less risky to do this. You weren't. You were still being responsible, so you were allowed to lower your risk management because I don't know. You just lowered both ratios. I will say that with all of this going on in every picture that I took, which was quite a few, um, in all three of these scenarios. No one but Lyra saw my diaper. Yep. And that was my goal. I think I did a good job of it. Um, I think that's okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Do you agree, Kimmy? Absolutely. How do you guys feel in general about public diaper pictures? Uh, Like I said, if you factor in your intent, if you're responsible, which means managing your risk uh, and acknowledging that you are responsible for yourself, your community, and your little self... And you're you're being thoughtful about it. I think that's okay. I think if someone were to have seen me, like noticed or something, I would probably go up to them and apologize and talk to them. That's fair. And explain what I'm doing. I I because I I would not want anyone to be unsure about what was happening. That's very responsible of you. Which is again brings us back to that new part of quote-unquote public kink is is your level of like responsibility you have because we do have responsibility for our community and ourselves i think my apology would have been along the lines of i'm really sorry i'm a pervert you weren't (laughs) supposed to see that i hope you have a lovely day that's okay too that's that's being responsible for your community that's you are you are being a thoughtful rational kind person to that person and you are being a good representative of your community being that you already fucked up because you can't you can't just undo it you can't just make them having have not seen it. We don't have that level of hypnosis yet. But I didn't apologize to the guy at the truck stop. I think it would have made the situation yes, worse. Yes, I think it would have drawn more attention to the situation. That wouldn't have been thoughtful. Yep. Okay. That's it. That's that, all I have to say. Is that episode? Yeah. We crushed it. We need a bet. That, hold on. That was a great episode. That, Title? Wet in the Woods. Maybe. <laughs> that... 
I, I, I'm really glad we did that. So, for our bet, I am curious. Who thinks that public diaper pictures are acceptable? Accounting for risk uh, management. The kind of pictures that you took, right? Yeah. I would say trying maybe... (laughs) I, I try really hard, guys, you, but maybe you, you a little less than beyond. me. Yeah, maybe you went above and people beyond. would try a little less than me. But I would say risk management, is it okay to take diaper pics? And understand that I know in our community, our tendency is to be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Diapers, normalized, blah, blah, blah. But also understand that this is basically someone taking a panty shot. Yeah. Like this is this is someone showing off their underwear in public for a photo and that w- is something. I would say if you did all of these things as panty shots, they would be equally as acceptable. I would liken it more to a shibari harness. I I, I can't even possibly get into that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's a fetish object. Sure. Yeah, but there's a, there's less underwear all connotations. Three, all three are sex shibari. objects. I mean, a lower half oh. harness. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, probably. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I, I'll take that bet. What, what side do you want to be on? Because I, I, I think we're on the same side, so one of us has to play. I'll, I'll take no, because you took the pictures, right? No, I, I honestly don't know what public opinion is on this. I'm deeply, deeply curious. Yeah. And I want to know, um, because I came off this trip feeling pretty good about my risk mitigation, and then there was a whole thing on Twitter about stu- stuff going diaper on. public stuff, and I was like, maybe I did a bad I don't think you did. And but I, I hope wanted, after this episode you don't think you did. Yeah, but I think I'm going to take no. It's not okay because okay. that is my that is what I'm worried about. That is what my concern is and um I would like to see if if no that wasn't okay. So I, right. I know for the future. Usual bet. Okay, usual bet. <sighs> I'm tired. Oh, if you guys aren't on our Patreon, which is where you can vote on our bet, you can do that at Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Um, then if if you if you aren't on that, though I, I recommend you be on that, uh, you can send me an email at the usual mailbox at gmail.com um, and tell me uh, um, there if if this was okay. Yeah. I'll even count the votes that I get in emails, which I don't usually do. Because I want I want people to have the freedom to speak their minds and be heard, not only the ones that pay me money. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, because that seems like a biased sample. It, it is, yeah. People who like are like you enough to pay for you, they're going to be like, yeah, no, you did a great thing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, again, email address was the usual mailbox at gmail.com. All right. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, thanks, Mimi. Theme song. Thank you, Juice. <laughs> Cover art. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/juicebox art. Restart it. Hello, Kimmy. Hi, sweetie. You, you can have find to Kimmy it. at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. This hey. episode was brought to you by Public Diaper Picks. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.